What's up, Elite Squad Elite Gentry here back again with another episode of Messy Future, this time with episode 7 of the podcast. Today we're going to talk about At The Limit. It's going to be the name of the podcast, which will be kind of short for Living At The Limit. Not, It's not really going to be about just living a risk of life, but Living At The Limit for me has a very special meaning. I remember this was my first bio on Twitch. I don't think... I don't remember if it is actually still in any of my social media that I currently use for Elite Gentro, but I I remember one of my personal like personal social media accounts had this having living life at the limit, but in Spanish, just uh, living at the limit in Spanish. But um, I, I decided to put it on Twitch, and I think that in almost all my social media, after I took it out after some time because it really didn't went with my persona of Elite Gentro. But I think that whenever you see somebody say, I'm living at the limit, or if you're seeing someone's bio saying, I'm living at the limit, you might think of these people that just love to go on, uh, just drop from a flame on parachute, just go skiing, just do things with risk. You basically imagine the Kik Budowski of, um, uh, of IRL. If you don't know who Kik Budowski is, that's kind of an old reference, I believe. It, it's weird to feel that something that was part of your childhood is now kind of be considered of an old reference for anybody that's, I guess, a little bit younger than you. But if any of you guys younger than Kik Budowski, um, well, Kik Budowski was this cartoon in which there was this boy who just, he wanted to be a stunt double. I think that's how it's called and he just wanted to do all of this little acrobasies, just this tricks and everything. And yeah, he just basically, every single episode was a risk for him. He kinda in, in yeah, in parentheses, he risked his life. So yeah, um, I think that you imagine something like that every time you, you see somebody say, I'm living at the limit. Or I'm living at the risk but living at the limit as this podcast is going to be about it's not really just risking your life or doing things that people can consider riskful I think that whenever you're li living at the limit you're living um, according to memento mori and memento mori we've talked about this before is just uh, this wonderful philosophy that means that something is like yeah just remember that we're gonna die. And memento is remember, and Mori, it's basically dying. So it's basically just remember that we're gonna die. And by the time this podcast gets out, it's gonna be a couple days, I think two or three, before Unos Anus, the channel that really taught me into this philosophy, it's gonna die because they decided it that way. So if you're listening to this podcast, I before November the 13th, 2020, I will uh, just recommend you that you might take a look at that channel if you have any time to look at any videos. That would be pretty cool. It sucks that the channel is just ending. But yeah, I think it really reflects Memento Mori as it should be that we are gonna die. So why regret things? That's the thing, the point I'm trying to get through. Why regret things in life when we are all gonna die? If you want to do something and you're uh, concerned that you actually want to do it why 
delay it. Why? Like, you don't know when you're gonna die. Yes, it is less likely for somebody younger to die because there's more possibilities of dying. More people die because they're older, because their their immune system is weaker, blah, blah, blah. But people have died. I think I can say this at 100% like security without even looking it up. But I'm sure that somebody has died at every single age. There has been people dying. I they ha There sure has to be somebody that died at age one, two, three, four, and all of them. And I don't know if I can say that with the same security about each year, but maybe even each every 10 years, like somebody dies at every age number, even at every month of age, like in the fifth month, in the sixth month, in the 120th month of living. But people die at all times. And you gotta live as if you won't regret anything. I do believe in life after that, it's a little bit complicated if you ask me how, I have no idea. But um, what I like to say is, I just think it's pretty boring to just cease to exist. <laughs> yeah, so I like to think about that not happening. If it happens, well, I won't know because I'll be dead. But if it doesn't, if life after that does exist, then I will be pretty happy about that because then that will mean that I I have achieved, well, I have, I have actually thought what was okay to think while I was living, but I will not wait until you could say the afterlife to do anything I want because I'm living right now. And in comparison to the universe and everything, we are kind of early and at the same time, uh, for a very limited time here. And if you see it like that, there was this uh, picture I saw the other day about um, a boy describing a dog's dead or something like that. I don't remember it exactly. I wish I did. But a boy basically said, a seven-year-old boy, if I'm not wrong, said that life is about living life. If the moment you understand how you're living life, the moment you're happy with it, it's, how, it's when you are ready to die, ready to leave this world. And people that are ready to leave this world are the people who die. And if you, and this actually kind of goes with the, some people that believe in ghosts. People say that ghosts are people that are not ready to live life because of their regrets. And that might be kind of, in a way, something you might think about it. Not because ghosts exist, but you might think that, well, dogs, you do see them. They don't worry about anything. They have no money. They have, well, you can say they have envy and everything, but they barely, you can barely see a dog making something wrong. Dogs do what they're thought, and because they know how to live life at the 100%, just they know how to be happy, they know how to be relaxed, then they get to live less than us. Um, you could say that's uh, whoever created us, um, whatever your um, whatever your beliefs are, you could say that whoever created us just um, decided that whenever we were gonna be, uh, whenever we were gonna be achieved, uh, we we're gonna achieve like comfort or peace. That's about the time we are gonna die, which is normally in most countries about at 80 to 100 years old. And 
yes, uh, science may have proven that it's not really that. It's of course, it's your body, which this decomposes and everything. It is, it gives you a lot to think about. And with this, I guess, very sad introduction and long, I can uh, introduce you guys to what I want to talk about. Because most of you guys might think that you guys are not taking the shot at. You guys are really living your life as it should be. You're saying, yeah, I'm enjoying every single moment of it. Um, and you might think as what I'm giving as examples of actually enjoying life or not for not giving any risks might be big things like, for example, getting married or not. Um, having a job you like or a job that pays a lot, having two kids, three kids, I don't know. But there's or just maybe one time you go to a trip and they tell you, like, do you want to go parach on parachute? And then you say no. And then you regret it. I'm really not talking about that kind of stuff. I think that whatever I'm trying to communicate here is that we have opportunities all along life and these are presented to us randomly. We don't even know when it's going to happen, but it is going to happen. So why not take them? Why not try identifying which um, either obstacles or opportunities life is putting in front of us so that we can actually use that to our favor because that's the whole point of life. Just um, the people throwing, like just life throwing rockets at you and you either decide to use those rocks um, or to evade them or to get hit by them. Most people normally say either um, evade those rocks or get hit by them. But no, if you face a problem, you can either use that problem to your favor. You can either, um, you can either use a problem to your favor. You can either avoid a problem if it's possible, which sometimes it's the best solution, or you can just, um, get the problem, face the problem, pass through it. Maybe, I don't know, do get to, to get through bad times. I don't know, but we have those three options and sometimes one is the better, sometimes there's no better one and you just decide what to do with it. So um, we we have this opportunity all the time. Uh, something that I really wanna get off my mind, I really wanna talk about this podcast about crushes. I have no experience with that at all. Um, but I can tell a little bit about my life with, I guess, crushes and everything. Since I'm already a teen, um, um, about, not about, but I guess you could say, um, I have developed some, a certain way of common sense. And since if you guys have been following the podcast then you might know me a little bit better. So yeah, basically, um, I don't think I've have had somebody that I'd like or that I'm attracted emotionally to in a very, very long time. When I was little. Um, my schools have gone through, I went to a little like kindergarten stuff, uh, like a little kindergarten. It had like four grades on it and each grade was, I think like six months. I really don't remember how it was divided, but I do remember it existed and it was there. And then I went to my uh, past school in which I went through all elementary and also I went and then now the all elementary all the way into middle school. And now that I'm in high school, I'm, I'm in my high school. And when I go to college, I'll go to university. So uh, let's talk about the first kindergarten. It was called, um, I, I won't say how it was called. Dumb me. Okay. No, I won't say how it was called, but it was, uh, let's call it, um, <laughs> let's call it mellow. 
because of marshmallow. Yeah, let's go with mellow. So I went to mellow uh, kindergarten. In mellow, um, I you couldn't say I really learned a lot of things. I guess you could say I learned how to go to the bathroom, <laughs> how to use the bathroom. Um, you could say I I learned how to eat because I was the first time I ever had lunch by myself. You could say that I learned how to be friends because before that I wasn't even in school. So yeah, I entered Mellow at about, I guess, two and a half years old, three. I know a lot of kids, they enter school like about one or two years old, uh, but I was a little bit late. And my mother really wanted me to just uh, enjoy life before school. So, and I'm really glad about it. I don't think, um, like from my experience, I don't think anybody needs to go to school that early. Um, if your parents can take care of you until you actually need to, like, actually, like you actually get um, some serious need for understanding, then you can go to school, like learn to read and everything. Technically, if you if we're talking about this, I wasn't taught to read or write on my school. It was pretty weird because I kind of did, but at the same time, it was my mother who kinda taught me i don't exactly remember how i learned to read but i do remember the time i learned how to count my grandma uh she will count to 100 and that will be like her greatest um skill for me like i i was impressed that she knew how to count to 100 and i thought that some that was something like on only like adults knew how to so i i remember every time I asked her like, how do you count to 100? How do you count to 100? And she will do it and I will be so amazed. And uh, there was a time where I, I was just to 10. And then I started noticing a, parent, a pa pattern between like the 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, and then now that I, I now that I learned like the 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, um, I could just put like the other numbers I knew in them, like uh, 21, 22, 23, 24, 31, 30, like that, but in Spanish. And I, 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 there was a couple times where I messed up. I don't even remember where I messed up, but I do remember messing up in a couple times. But like in certain stuff, I guess, just maybe 50, instead of saying 50, I'll say 50. I don't know. But at the end, I got it, and I remember being about five and learn already knowing how to count, and that was also my skill now that I could count to a hundred. And uh, at the same time that I went for reading, I started just started like I just knew the letters of the alphabet. So then one, I guess one day just clicked that I could just say the letters of the alphabet how they're supposed to sound, and that's how they will. Yeah, you know, because I already knew how to talk. So I, I guess that's how somebody learns to read and write. I don't know if that's the way people do it. I don't know if there's a way to learn how to read and write. But that was the way I did it. And I was really happy to be a happy kid those times. But um, the chances that I meant with this is that just to give you a bit of context. In this school, I, I you could say I had one crush. And... She was named. I could say. I could say her name. She, her name was, uh, Paloma. I think like it was, <laughs> Paloma. It's basically Dove, for in Spanish. I don't think there's anybody in the United States named Dove, <laughs> but yeah, there's people in Mexico named as animals. So yeah, 
there was this girl, we we're gonna call him Dove because I just don't wanna switch accents every single time I say Paloma. Um, Dove, she was, I don't even remember if she was pretty or not, but uh, she was my crush, like you could say that. I, but it was not really a crush because I, I think crushes are, are more like people that you like but you don't tell them. Oh no, I told her, like she knew. This girl, bro, <laughs> um, she knew I, I liked her and she just will make everything in her power to like, just say that she didn't like me. And I remember just crying about it. And it was, <laughs> ah, it gives me cringe every time I remember it. But yeah, I, this girl was, uh, I guess my crush in, if I if I went to be in that situation right now, I would be like, the the moment she started acting up, like just making her so difficult, and just saying that she didn't like me, that was the time I was not gonna ever ever try it again. <laughs> but I kept trying, and I don't know. But yeah, I, I guess that it was something well known. My mother knew, and we she still tells talks to me about it, and. I think I even, <laughs> I think I even got her flowers once. Like I was a kid and I saw flowers, so I bought them. And my mother thought that she was buying them for herself, technically, like that I asked her to buy flowers so that I can give them to her. But the next day I took them to school. So I actually took flowers to school to a girl, something that people not even in my grade do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, so, Mellow passed. We, I, I guess you could say, I graduated from Mellow, or I just grew out from Mellow, and I went to my current school, well, to my past school, the until, to my current school until last year, because I'm now in high school. So yeah, I went to my school, the school. I, I, I like to call it more my school because it's the school I've been the most time in, basically where I, most of my friends. Uh, are in because I don't have any friends right now in high school because of the pandemic and everything but um, I went to the school and I I was I, I the first thing I wanted was another another dove um, because I thought that as a man I was supposed to like someone um, every single time and yeah I thought that was how it was supposed to be and so there was this girl named, I don't remember how she was named, but I, I think it was, it has something to do with white. Um, but I don't remember, but yeah. So those were like my main two, I guess you could say childhood loves. I, I was in love with the other girl, like in love. I could not really, it was not really love. But I was just a kid. Uh, by this time, you misunderstand that I was like four years old. Uh, but I remember. And yeah, so this were my main two. The one that was in the mellow school and in my last school. They, I both liked them. I, I liked them both. Uh, you could say the same cringy story. I used to do very weird things for the other one. Since um, the other one was older. Like, it's not that I was older than me, but I met her when we were older, older meaning about five years old. But um, I do remember that she just rejected me straight away. And I remember crying about it. And to be honest, 
um, for anybody that's crying for a girl, I think I remember doing it. I remember like myself doing it when I had six, when I was five years old, and <laughs> I I won't even do it again. Like, yeah, I guys, if if you if any guys watching me, if any girls watching me, it also applies for boys. Don't let anybody make you cry because that means step one. <laughs> So yeah, don't cry for anyone. They, nobody deserves your tears unless you want them to. You want it to. Just look at yourself crying for somebody, and if it and and to ask yourself if it's worth it. And if it's not, just run away from there. Don't cry for somebody that doesn't deserve your tears. And um, time passed, and I think she left the school. And and then I I also I remember this period where I I kind of didn't know who to like because as i said there was i i thought somebody had to like like a, a man had to like people and there was times where i just will pick a girl that i will find attractive and i said like okay she i might like her but not really doing the same show cringy thing i did always and then time passed and i entered elementary school and then the first girlfriend a boyfriend arised from the generation um it was in third grade, I believe, and yeah, it lasts like a week. Um, everybody, I ex ex especially me, I was thinking like, okay, so this is how it starts. Now everybody's gonna have girlfriend and boyfriend. No, <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, some uh, there were a couple couples, you could say, um, from time to time, all the way until uh, all the way through middle school, and on high school, that was when some people already started saying that they had girlfriend and boyfriend but i mean i guess it was not like a big show um it was cool that most people kept it like something normal because i guess it is but like having one not having one exactly the same thing um as i thought if i had had a girlfriend on any of my time in middle school or elementary of course i wouldn't have lasted <laughs> like Maybe if for medical a girl that was perfect just popped up maybe even without her like I wouldn't last because I just think that even to this day We're so uh, We're so small We're so uh, Young There's no such thing about um, Like yeah about being mature about relationships with us which are something more serious so about crushes, remember that if you like someone, uh, there's people, and I respect it, that don't mind having a girlfriend and then just say that maybe I will break up with her. I don't know, but I, I will enjoy the time I pass with her. Uh, some people uh, just say um, I will date her or him or him, and if it ends, well, that's whatever. That's what you. That was what it was meant to happen. But to be honest, um, there is very, very, very uh, different stuff about it, you could say. There is very di uh, diverse thoughts for it. But for me, it is either go for the shot or end it. If there's two answers for when you want to ask normally things like that to someone. If you want to ask somebody to a dance, if you want to ask somebody to... Um, if you want to ask somebody to be your girlfriend or boyfriend, if you want to, yeah, anything, if you want to take your shot or anything, 
um, there's normally only a yes or a no. And having a yes will make you happy. And having a no will make you too. Because imagine there's people that can go around thinking they like someone and making this show inside their head that the only reason why they're not with them is because they are too shy to ask them out. Which in reality, it may be that they just really don't like them. So you're you're not you're saying like somebody telling you no they're just uh making up for your time so yeah if you're ever planning on asking out to someone just do it they if they say no just you'll, you'll find another person trust me there's i know that a lot of people say it but there's a lot of fish in the water and there's people that even say but she was the one she was the one even before knowing them properly like no boy if she was the one she wouldn't have left you you wouldn't have left her, you wouldn't have broken out. That's how it happens, king or queen. So yeah, just keep your head up. Uh, another thing people don't take the shot at, or just maybe might not um, want to show, it's a skill. For example, uh, talent shows. I don't know if mo uh, any of my listeners have talent shows, but I did. And when I was little, oh, I went to talent shows. Um, I like singing. No, no one of my friends went. I was like alone. Well, some of my friends went, but they were like, it was weird. I didn't like the ambient and the talent shows, but when it came time to go out to the scenario, stand there, sing, dance with a front with a bunch of people in front of me just watching me, it was awesome. And yeah, that's something a lot of people just don't do. Just, uh, just do something some show a skill if they want to learn the trumpet start learning the trumpet of course you'll suck at it at first but then you'll get better and people will get proud of you for getting better same thing goes for a curse if for example debating i i i was introduced to debating on seventh grade and normally the debate curse the like the strong one where you get it to go to a bunch of debates it's normally between um well, how could you call it? It's between 7th and 9th grade. And I was introduced to debating on 7th grade. And I actually was invited to debates on 7th grade. But I was too shy for it because only girls went to debates. Not that it's something for girls, but only girls in my school went to debates. So that's why I didn't like it. But a lot of things happened. And I, at the end, ended up going to debates on 8th grade. And I loved it. And I wished, I wished with all my heart. That I'm that I wear to go to debates on seventh grade because on eighth grade I'll have had a lot of experience and on ninth grade man I will be a beast, but I didn't do that and I had the opportunity so yeah guys don't let go opportunities try to scan the environment for possible opportunities you may have try to just go for it just if you if you're doubting. Um, the safest thing to do is say no, but just think about you in the future. Something that I like to do is, okay, if this coin lands in heads, I'll go, tails, I won't go. And imagine in whatever it lands, the second you regret it, the second, like, the second you flip the coin, you, you will know, your heart will tell you, I want it to land in, I want it to land, I want it to land here. And you'll be like, I wanted it to land here. 
the if, even if it landed there you'll feel happiness if it didn't you'll feel sad and that's when you know what your heart actually wants and you just do it you take the risk memento mori okay you're gonna have a bunch of opportunities in life a bunch of choices that may be an opportunity or an obstacle but just remember that a lot of people think of um of destiny as something you need to grasp but destiny is commonly defined as something that is meant to happen and if you don't take something and you say this was the one well no it wasn't because you didn't take it okay just remember to live life happy appreciate every single thing you do and if you're presented with an obstacle or with something that you weren't planning just see it as an other opportunity life is full of opportunities and living life at the risk doesn't mean that you're risking your life but living life at the risk or at the limit means that you're actually getting yourself out of the comfort zone learning to do new things personally i hate going to debates online I kind of don't like going to debates either. Like one part of me always says like, oh, the debate. Like I wish I could, there's even a part of me that says, I wish I could just go take a coffee like on Starbucks with all this intellectual people and just talk. Not really about a topic, not really trying to solve something, not really trying to win a prize, but just trying to solve stuff, trying to talk about stuff, just be happy with them. But the other part of me just goes, well, you're getting out of your comfort zone. Maybe um, at some point going to debates might become my comfort zone and I might I might have to go a little bit out for it. You know, maybe a debate in the um, in another country <laughs> or maybe a debate in Spanish because I normally do debates in English. Who knows? But constantly just constantly put challenges to yourself because that's a way you'll know that you're still active. Um, there's this guy that constantly learns stuff every single week on YouTube. I don't know his YouTube channel, but I bet you could search him as I like, I learned how to do a Rubik's cube. I learned how to break glass with my voice, something like that. He's there. He constantly keeps learning doctors. For example, they constantly keep studying and you shouldn't lose any habit. For me, I basically strain because of habit. I, I used to stream because I had nothing to do. And I started streaming because I wasn't speaking enough English. And now I stream because I think it's a habit. And um, I think it's kind of a, a preparation for my job to create content for social media. Even if nobody watches it. Even if I had zero viewers, I'll still be doing it. Well, who knows if at the same rate. But I love it. I love what I'm doing. And... Uh, maybe one day I will actually get to email a newspaper and tell them that I want to be a journalist and maybe I'll be a journalist and I'll get a lot of experience from journaling, from uh, from writing uh, or singing or commentating or maybe Im imagine elite janitor like as a radio uh, host or something. There's a bunch of things that people can do. Just challenge yourself, learn a new skill and right now sit down and just think about all the opportunities that you've missed in life just acknowledging things it's the best way of of just knowing they were there and just don't be sad about them just remember that they happened remember that they were there and if anything ever happens just um just 
if you get if you fail at um just using an opportunity life gave you more will come trust me and the more time you spend um just being sad that you didn't take an opportunity you you might lose another one so just do an analysis on what you've lost in life of what you done bad or what you consider you've done bad and then see if a pattern repeats and if a pattern repeats you already have an advantage you already know where to start aiming for at the time of taking opportunities so yeah remember to remember that memento mori memento mori you could say it might be the the serious version of yolo you only live once and it's not that you're gonna do things so that you stop living but it's gonna do things that make your living better. You that you never look back and regret anything you've done. So this was the end of top of the podcast of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember to live at the limit. You know what that means now. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. This was episode seven of Messy Future. My name is Eli Gentro, and I'll see you on another episode this week. Have a nice day. Bye.